Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I kind of consider a part two to another episode that I recorded recently for you all about packing a kid's lunch. So you definitely want to check out that episode if you haven't already. It's just a few episodes back, so you can just scroll on back and check that out. This is kind of part two because I realized I got a few questions of parents asking like, specifically, what do I need to pack in my kid's lunch? How much should I pack? What should this look like, right? And so I kind of want to back up a little bit. And in the last episode, I gave you a ton of tips and hacks and a few ideas around school lunch and really how to make the process easier for you. But I didn't go into the specifics as far as like a formula to follow. So today we are going to do that. But before we get into that, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who is listening to this episode right now, downloading my podcast episodes, subscribing, telling their friends, and of course, leaving a written review. If you haven't already, it would mean the absolute world to me if you took a second and rated this podcast and gave me a little written review. Not only does it keep me going and excited and really a great way to connect with you guys, but it also helps this show grow so much. And that's actually the very thing that helps helps the different platforms show it to other moms and dads just like you and help them as well. So if you haven't already left a written review for this show, I would absolutely love it. And I would also encourage you to do that for any podcast you listen to. Chances are I'm probably not the only one in your ear. And I just know it would mean the world to whoever it is that you are listening to if you left them a review too. It's completely free, takes about two minutes, and means the world to the creator, but also to the other parents or people who end up finding that show because of you. So just a huge thank you to those of you who take the time to do that. All right, now back to the episode. So like I said, today's episode is going to focus a little more on the formula around building a school lunch. And just a reminder here, as I'm sure you can probably already anticipate me saying this, but there is no perfect way to pack a lunch. There's no perfect way to feed a kid. There's no perfect way to feed our family, to buy groceries, all of the things. It really is about building that variety, having new things on hand, trying new things, doing a little bit of trial and error. But of course, we can find a good starting ground or a good place to kind of start everything off on the right foot and then kind of go from there. So let's get into how I do that in our home for my kids and what I would recommend you take a look at doing too. So if you've been around for a while, you probably have heard me talk about my formula to feeding kids in general, and that is the PFCF role. So all that means is proteins, fats, and carbs with fiber. Those are the things we wanna make sure are on their plate during meals and snacks as well. Then this goes for school lunch as well. So let's start there. So the first thing we wanna make sure that's in our kids' lunch is a main food item, which is typically gonna be your protein. Now, not always, of course, there can be a side that's higher in protein than the main dish. Like for example, if you're doing pasta salad and using like a typical pasta, it doesn't necessarily have a high amount of protein, so it's probably not gonna be your highest protein um, food in their lunchbox. But typically, generally speaking, we're picking a protein to be the main item. So this is, of course, things like meat, but it can also be protein from non-meat sources. 
things like nuts, nut butter, right? A big thing uh, like peanut butter that we typically see. Full fat dairy has some really good protein in there. Things like beans, lentils, legumes, um, even some seeds and things like that have quite a bit of protein. So things of that nature can be more of the main protein source. Hard boiled eggs, what a great one for kids lunch. Um, and then of course your meat products, things like canned fish or uh, deli meat even, or meat sticks, things around that type of food makes a really great main dish. Now, of course, that can be mixed into something else like pasta. Maybe you have a nice um, spaghetti and meatball situation going on, and that's going to be your main food, which is protein heavy. So look for that protein food first. Over 75% of moms who follow me over on Instagram report that they struggle to offer a variety to their picky eaters. Yet we know that offering a variety of foods is not only important for combating picky eating, but also vital for their overall health. Revamp My Rebuild and Expand Variety Meal Plan is designed to increase variety and exposures to new foods while decreasing your stress. This meal plan takes family staples and builds on them week by week to drastically increase the variety your little one is exposed to in just one month. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing that you're serving them a variety of food while taking the guesswork out of it. Revamp uses methods I teach inside Table Talk like bridging and food chaining. And no, you don't have to understand these techniques completely because the system does it for you. It's a 70-page system with over 100 total recipes for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner, plus my top tricks, favorite gear, and other fun surprises along the way. You can follow the rotation day by day for 30 days, or you can pick and choose your favorites to filter in on your own time. So if you're stuck in a rut with meals and want to try something new while also helping your picky eater eat a bigger variety, this system is for you. You can click the link in the description box below to grab your copy today. All right, now back to the show. Once we have the protein portion done and decided for us, we wanna go ahead and move on to that second letter in my little formula, F. F is for fats. Now, of course, here we're looking for healthy fats, uh, and some of these might already be included with your protein. So most proteins have some sort of fat on them, not all, um, but we can kind of think of that as sometimes going hand in hand, but we really want to make sure that our kids are getting enough fat. This is so important to not only their brain health, but also in actually being able to absorb the vitamins and minerals in some of the other foods we're going to talk about here in a minute. So when they're eating them, they can actually absorb those fat soluble vitamins that we find in things like fruits and vegetables. Now, some easy lunchbox friendly fat items that are healthy fats are going to be things like avocado, even certain oils, maybe mixed in with some salad dressings or dips on the side. Any sort of spreads can be a really great option to get in a little extra fat. Of course, nuts and seeds. Of course, we have to pay attention to choking hazards and our kids age, but that's a really great source of healthy fats, along with things like fatty fish, like we talked about before, um, as far as canned meats go. Eggs actually have a little bit of fat in them and that full fat dairy. 
All right, now that we have the protein nailed down, probably our main dish in the lunchbox, and we also have our healthy fats, we're moving on to the carbs with fiber. Now, this is really important because carbs specifically break down into glucose, which is the preferred energy source for our brain. So carbs are super important to include in our kids' lunchbox. So I want you to think here, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. So let's start by choosing either a fruit or a vegetable, or you can do a little bit of both, of course. And sometimes it's really easy to pair a fruit or vegetable with some sort of dip or spread that covers that fat category. So again, we're really starting to piece things together. Then we can think of some sort of whole grain to include. So maybe we already have a whole grain in our main dish, like the pasta dish I talked about before. Maybe we wanna include some crackers on the side. This is also typically the area where we might find a little bit more of the safe foods for our toddlers, especially if they are picky or for our kids whatever their age, typically carbs and specifically starches are going to be a little bit safer of a food. So this could be a really great place to include one of those foods that you know will fill up their belly and they'll be excited to see. Some other ideas here might be something like granola or a granola bar, um, your bread that you use on some sort of sandwich, or maybe there's a tortilla that you're using to wrap something up or even serve on the side. All of those would be covered under that grain side. Now, of course, whole grains are going to be most ideal, um, but of course, you have to work with what you have and what you know your little one will eat. So now we have our PFCF formula filled. Our lunchbox is likely filled up or at least getting pretty close. And there's just a few more things I want you to consider when you're looking at your kid's lunchbox. Number one, is there something in that lunchbox that you know that they'll be excited to see and willing to eat? Of course, especially with picky eaters, our nerves as parents are that they're going to go to school and not eat a single thing and come home hungry and not be able to learn because they haven't fully nourished themselves. So we want to make sure that they have a safe food in there and potentially even one that they're excited to see. I always say safe food doesn't mean favorite food, but it does mean an accepted food. When we're talking about school lunch, I would recommend kind of leaning towards the more favored foods to include them in their school lunch so that they feel safe, they feel comforted, right? There's, it's called comfort food for a reason, so including something that you know that they'll like and be excited to see can be a really great way for them to kind of take the edge off their hunger, fill up their bellies, and hopefully also get in a place where they feel comfortable moving on to something else that you've packed for them. I want to hop in real quick and take a second to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dino Bars. Dino Bars are all organic fruit and vegetable bars that are wrapped in edible paper. Yes, you heard me right, edible paper made from potato starch. And what that means for you is that you can get all the benefits that come with a fruit and veggie forward bar without the mess. Insert praise hands here. But seriously, I was really skeptical about these bars. I thought they were going to be another kind of sticky, gooey mess that my littlest ones had trouble chewing. They're not like that at all. The kids love them, but I love them too. Not only because they taste delicious, but they have simple, balanced ingredients that make for a great option for nutrition on the go. Click the link in the description box below and use code Alyssa10, that's A-L-Y-S-S-A, the number 10, for 10% off. And don't you dare get a pack without my absolute favorite flavor, purple sweet potato raspberry. Okay, now back to the show. 
And of course, on the other side of that same coin, I would also like you to look at their school lunch and find one item that either is already in there or you can add to their school lunch that is a little bit of a stretch for your little one, something new, something different that they haven't necessarily seen or said yes to in the past that maybe in a different environment, around different kids, around different kids eating different foods, they might be actually more willing to try it than they are at home. So I don't want you to avoid putting new foods or unfamiliar foods in your kid's school lunchbox just because you're not there to monitor what happens. You can always take a look at their lunchbox when they get home and see what they did with it. Now on that same note, I wouldn't overload their lunchbox with a ton of broccoli when you're not sure they're even going to eat it. I would literally start with one or maybe two pieces of broccoli or whatever the food is, and then you can bring it home, see what they actually ate and go from there. All right, I want to cover another kind of question that I get, and that is how much food should I pack for my little one? Now, this is super variable. It's going to change, and likely if your little ones are going to school for the first time or even just going back to school after a long summer, you may not really know how much they're going to be hungry or how much they're going to be eating during lunchtime. So I always err on the side of more food. (laughs) Now, there's also been times where I've reached out to my little one's teachers, especially at daycare, and offered to have some kind of like backup snacks in the classroom so that if they're still hungry after they finish their meal, there is, you know, a box of crackers or some packaged snacks that really don't go bad (laughs) that they have on hand to give to my kid. And I've always told them, hey, if another kid needs it, feel free to give it to them, of course, with allergy stuff in mind. But having something on hand for those teachers to use as a backup is super helpful. Now, I don't know how well that goes over in something like public school, um, so I will keep you posted, but it really did help at a daycare situation and certainly something you could talk with your teacher about and see if they're open to it. That being said, what I would do is err on the side of more food. And then what you're going to do is when that food comes back to you, hopefully, right, knock on wood, cross your fingers, that you're able to take a look and see and kind of um, project how much to pack for the next day. It's not always going to be perfect, right? And this is why most schools also have snack time. And this is also why I like to be prepared when I pick my kid up from school with a snack, whether that's in the car or um, right when they get home, because usually they're pretty hungry after a long day of socializing and learning. They are going through massive amounts of growth, even internally that we can't even see. So it is to be expected that they're a little more hungry than maybe we would typically see. Now on the flip side, it's also very normal. Do not freak out at all if your little one is actually eating less or is less hungry than you'd expect, even with all the learning and growing going on. Some people just respond to different situations differently, and that is okay. This is also an area where I think it could be really beneficial to try and have an open dialogue with your child. Ask them, did they feel like they had enough to eat today? Do they want more of something, less of something? Whatever that might be, it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically give them exactly what they want. But having that conversation, just letting them know that, hey, if you're needing more food at school, just let me know. I'm happy to pack something extra. And also, I want to not leave out the idea of giving a beverage. So we want to make sure that we have something for them to drink during their school lunch, whether that's water or juice or any other sort of drink that you choose to send with your child, just making sure that there's something to drink. Now, most schools include a water bottle and they have water bottle filling stations, but we want to make sure that our kids know to fill their water bottle before lunch and or we send them with a specific beverage for lunchtime. 
Hydration, hydration, hydration. It is super key. All right. I hope this episode was helpful in kind of teaching you the formula that I look for, the things that I look for when packing a lunch, uh, what I look for when that lunch comes home, all of the things. But if you have any other questions about this, please do not hesitate to reach out in my DMs on Instagram over at Nutrition for Littles. I'd love to answer it either with you or here on the podcast to go a little bit deeper. And with that, I wish you all luck with this back to school season. I hope everything is going well, or at the very least, you feel prepared and supported and all of the things. And I can't wait to catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right. Until next time, mamas.